0: This program is sponsored by Integrated Growth LLC. How you all feeling tonight? Nice? Stop! 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 I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the
1: live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Habit. Stop it now, I it. Yeah. Hello and welcome everyone. We are breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 99 and I am Tani Santabria.
0: And I am JDK Winnekin. I am marveling at that number. Uh, that's that's mm-hmm. incredible. Uh, 99 times. That's that's awesome. That's a lot of junk to debunk, which is uh, why we are here. And by that, we mean those stories that we tell ourselves in our various emotional states that don't do us any good. In fact, they make things tougher and they deprive us of all the things that we're really looking for. Ease, resilience, meaning, connection, calm. And uh, we're here to suggest that maybe we don't have to do that. And second, that might maybe it's not quite as complicated as we think to not do that. So that's why we've been doing this for this long. And we're really happy to have you here. If you are listening to us live this morning, good morning. Thank you for doing so. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, thanks for finding us. Thanks for sharing us. Thanks for telling your friends and family about us. And uh, make sure you let everybody know you can find Breaking Up With Our BS as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with Tawny and I in other ways. We have a Facebook group. breaking up with rbs we have a youtube channel with video versions of all of these episodes at breaking up with rbs tawny has a six-week self-mastery course that you can find at unperfectyourself.com where you can every week do some exercises and some some reflection around all the things that we talk about on the show in your own context and see what that does for you and every second saturday of every month tawny and i host a free one-hour Zoom workshop where we introduce attendees to the, pra- the practices of getting centered into the body and answer any questions that you might have. And there's more on the way, right? There's always growing. The book is coming along at a good pace and we're excited about that. And so we'll have more in the weeks ahead to share with you. But wow, Tony, we got a lot going on. We do. We yes. do, as always. <laughs> as yes. always, which is great. So <laughs> we hope that we will engage with all of you uh, whenever you are up for it at all those locations. Okay. So Tony, what is new and exciting for you?
1: New and exciting. Well, I have a birthday coming up. Oh, that is new and exciting. Happy birthday. Yes. Thank you. So, um, that's always a fantastic thing. And, and, um, Sierra, my daughter said, Why don't you talk about your BS story of being old that you keep talking about? (laughs) Um, Which, you know, I naturally took offense to, but anyways, (laughs) um, no. No. (laughs) So she had an idea for us. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Right. She had an idea for us. You you know, I should give her some credit. She probably um, has, has a reason for that, but... We're not going to go there
0: today. <laughs> well, I I can understand that for another day because I I turn fifty next month. So I you know so that might be something we could revisit down the line if need be. But you know, but I I find yes. birthdays are are fun to celebrate. Uh, mine and and mm-hmm. other people's as mm-hmm. well. And and like so many things, they are what we make them, right? And we yes. we assign Absolutely. them what we assign them. So. All right, well, if we aren't going to be talking about these non-existent B.S. stories around your birthday and happy birthday, by the way, what would you like to talk about today?
1: Thank you. You know, well, we were talking previous to going on air and we were talking a little bit about one of the things that we were noticing that was coming up more recently, uh, for whatever reason, who knows, it doesn't have to be for any particular reason, but um, this idea or belief or um, uh, mental process of like waiting for things to to waiting for there to be a sign of something in order to make a big decision in our lives or even a small decision in our lives sometimes we're just waiting for a sign mm-hmm. <laughs> yes so, yes well, maybe we could talk about that one okay yeah that would be great
0: that would be great because you know it's a. Uh... I, the first thing that comes up for me is that is that probably we all do this in some way, shape, or form. That, that it's a human thing looking for, you know, a sign to me is something that's maybe external, right, that's outside of us, uh, that tells us something, right? And I think no matter where we come from or what what different backgrounds we have, belief systems we come from, we probably have some version of this. That's the first thing that comes up. So that, that's that's a universal thing it feels like to me.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it might be, might be. Um, what do you, do you, I, I guess in, in terms of it being limiting or helpful, what, what's your experience or anywhere in between, what's your experience with, with that? Oh, for, for me personally? Well, and, and for, you know, just folks you care about in your life or how it's been used, how folks have dealt with it. Yeah. Sure.
0: Sure. Yeah. I've seen it in from a number of directions. I've I've I know people who say this regularly. Like, you know, I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens or waiting to for a sign of what direction I'm supposed to go in. And and it can come from a number of directions. Some say I just need a sign from the universe. Some say I need a sign from God or I I I'll know when I know and it'll be something that I'll see or something that I'll I'll hear like a song or something, a line from a television show or I'll read something in a book and I'm just waiting for that to happen. I'm just going about my business until then. And and then I have other friends, and sometimes it's the same ones, uh, people I know, who tell me about all the times where they've gotten these signs and that's what it's done for them. And sometimes they go, well, and it turns out I was wrong. (laughs) So I don't know, I don't know, (laughs) you know, when to trust those things, right? So for some people, I think it can fall into the category of a matter of faith in something, you know, needing, needing some sort of sign uh, to move forward. And then usually there's a lot of doubt in there, though, about how do I know when it's me and how do I know when it's, you know, when it's really a sign? That's the one I hear a lot. How do I know it's not just me making something up?
1: <laughs> And I was like, "That's a good question." Right? <laughs> right. When it what? What's a real sign? <laughs> right. compared what's to a, a fake not sign? real sign? <laughs> yeah. yeah, as opposed <laughs> yeah. to a
0: fake sign, right? And right. well, and and some people. I mean, some people can put that into real context of like, real. Like, it's it it matters a lot if it's like if it's a good sign or it's a bad sign or how do I know this is a sign that's a, for a good direction and not from a a bad or an evil direction. So there's a lot that can get thrown in depending on how people view themselves, the world around them, their spiritual life, that kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what do we, how do we determine that this was the sign we were waiting for? <laughs> That's the other question <laughs> you are about. it's a great question.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. And I I think that, I I know I was, I've been prone to this before. Right. And then I was I was you know, I've done that before, and I think probably all of us have at some point, looking for those externals. But usually the way I measured it was okay, to what degree did this desired outcome get met by this so called sign? <laughs> you know. So, so I So after the fact. After the fact. <laughs> yeah, it's after the fact. Right? What did it deliver? <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm hmm so evaluating afterwards sometimes using it to to make a decision do you feel like that we're, that usually the sign is being waited for in a big decision or even in 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 small ones or
0: big usually i mean uh, what i'm Most, hearing mostly it, big. yeah when i'm hearing about it from people it's usually around something big or something important to them um, you know where i hear it a lot is in people who are in relationships that they're not sure about continuing i hear it from a lot of people on that, I'm waiting for just mm-hmm. sort, of, sort of some sign that I'm done, or that this isn't going to work, or that my instincts are correct, or you know, I, I hear it a lot there, and then I also hear it a lot on people in their jobs wanting to maybe do something different, you know, or I, so yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It, it's it's so interesting. It's so interesting. I love to ask the question when the, when this comes up. Sort of like, how will you know, like, how will you know the sign has arrived? Like, what is it? What kind of sign are you looking for? Are you looking for an eagle to fly over? Are you looking for um... burning bush? <laughs> <laughs> what What is it that, that you might be looking for? Right. And most of the time, I, we laugh about this, but m- most of the time, um, it, the answer is like, I don't really know, but I'll know it when I know it.
0: Yes. I hear that a lot. I, I'll know it when I know it. Um, okay. And and then for me now, that brings up a whole lot of questions of, okay, then that's going to say a lot. You know, your own state of being is going to have a big role in this. Because <laughs> the question I've asked is, you know, what might happen if you miss it? What <laughs> if you miss the sign?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. don't like that question. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right, and um, you know, many times we are we do have a preferred sign. Yeah, (laughs) we we prefer to see this sign Mm -hmm. compared to the other sign of something that we'd prefer, but what we don't prefer, right? Yeah. Um. So that's the other part too. Is sort of we're already kind of in a spot mentally to be looking for something in particular yeah um so that can can you know h- create some hiccups there for us too mm-hmm. um but 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 the whole point of bringing this up is that i like you said i think a lot of people sort of are looking for signs for things um and oftentimes looking externally and not that there can't be some externals that can be hopeful mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but the the more in tune we are internally the better able we will be to notice the signs or utilize the sign, be clear about the signs, mm-hmm. right? So looking inward for the sign actually, because the sign is that's where it that that's where it is. It is inward, not outward. Yes, um, can be a little more helpful than waiting, you know, for whatever this external is going to show up day after day or month after month or year after year. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that I, I like what you just said there. Because what is going to be potentially an external sign to us could just be something to somebody else, right? So it is an interpretation from our internal selves that determines whether something is a sign and whether it's a positive or a negative or a you know a sign that indicates something needs to be done or more waiting is necessary. In the end, all those choices are being made inside of us anyway, and so it is an inside job. You know, and and so, yeah, so I wonder then if we aren't if we aren't in tune, as we've talked about before, if we aren't in tune with ourselves in that way. um, I'm not even sure we're going to we might miss a sign, but, you know, but also we're not going to be in a space where I think we're going to see what whatever it is that we want to see and be honest about it, because Without it, it seems to me we're going to want the positive sign more than anything else, and that's what we're going to look for: the 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 least resistance, the the best outcome. You know, the the least painful. But being in tune with ourselves, I think we, we can be more open to the idea that if it, the sign is something that is going to be difficult, might be more willing to accept it from that space. Or I would say we would be better able to see it and accept it and move with it from an, an in-tuned space. And I don't know, maybe if, if that makes sense to you or if we need to revisit what that means, but that's what comes up for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would even say too, if we're in tune, we might not even have to wait for a sign. Because <laughs> if we're in tune, especially with the relationship piece that you talked about, mm-hmm. um, if we're in tune then we've got some clarity around really, is this a relationship we're wanting to be in? In general, um, on the daily, not just on the good days, Um, we're going to be able to be more reflective around what's working, what's not working. And we're also going to be able to understand a little bit better, like what are we putting in? Yes. Also often we've talked about this before we're often we're looking externally to what our partner is putting in and then deciding whether or not sort of like is our partner ever going to change are they going to be the different are they going to you know like we're waiting around to see if there's going to be a sign around that um and then not doing our own reflection around how we're participating or engaging also so if we're waiting for signs all the time to give us some magic um certainly it they those signs will give us something um, but not necessarily clarity. <laughs> that's especially right, especially
0: if we're not in tune. Right, and it won't necessarily preclude us needing to take action. Right, or because you're right about that. Because I think the the what can happen is if you're waiting for a sign, it automatically removes our own ourself from any further action until we get that sign. When maybe the thing to do is to continue to act, to continue to make choices. You know, and I I do think that's. That's an important part of this, because if if we don't do that, it can be really easy for signs to turn into a crutch. You know, like, oh, I need a sign on this before I go anywhere or I need to I need to consult with experts on this beforehand or I need to, you know, whatever it might be. Right. Wherever people go for that investigations. And it's not that those investigations by themselves are bad. Right. It's, it's not that it's. But if it's going to be at the expense of we have to. We're not going to do anything else until we get the sign. (laughs) It kind of takes a major part of this out of the equation because in my own experience from being in an in tune space, when I am, when I'm moving, when I'm acting, when I am making choices, the clarity of where to go next usually just arrives right in front of me. Whether I call that a sign or not is up to me, but usually it's not a sign. It's just a clear, like, Oh, that's obvious, you know, it's like the difference between a road sign that'll tell me that this this location is 10 miles ahead of you and then being at that location and going oh there it is. <laughs> you know, I don't need a sign to know that this location is here cuz here it is. Does that make sense?
1: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If we are you know, that awareness allows us to just see our landscape much more clearly uh without the preferred what what we want to see. Oftentimes we're looking and we keep searching and we keep keep looking for what we want to see. Yeah. And and that and that's the thing that's that's keeping us limited or that's keeping us sort of like um stuck um because we're we'll wait that out. We'll we'll keep waiting. We will. For what we want to see. Yeah. All the while that may never that may not be coming, but we talk ourselves into it or trick ourselves, yeah. um, in order to, you know, t- take the easy route, like, like you had mentioned, or take the familiar, the mm-hmm. familiar route. Yeah. You know, what
0: It also occurs mm-hmm. to me that it might mm-hmm. take away if we we're waiting on that is the idea of curiosity and what, what we could do, like what, what, what would happen? What would it be like if instead of waiting for a sign going, okay, well, I'm not sure about this, but what if I explored it a little further? What if I investigated? What if I asked some questions? What if I went on that date? What if I took a weekend to myself? What if I considered an alternative? Um, That waiting for an external sign can can make things really deterministic. Like we are not the primary drivers of our own life. (laughs) Something else has to tell us where to go when perhaps curiosity about what if I did this? What if I went there? And that has to come from a place of intu- of being in tune. It seems to me, and and recognizing that you could try something and go, yeah, that okay, yeah, <laughs> I don't need to do that, or wow, this creates mm-hmm. a whole new set of possibilities. So I think that one of that's another one of those dangers that can eliminate curiosity from our our field of vision.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And what came up for me when you were talking about that is just that fear of failure that comes up all the time. And I wonder how much that is wrapped up in, you know, the sign (laughs) sort of, um, you know, keeping us from, from failure. And so I think that sometimes that's what keeps us from curiosity too is, well, if I don't know if it's going to work out or if I don't know if I'm going to like it, or if I don't know if it's going to, you know, have the outcome that I would prefer or that would be expected given the amount of time or effort that I've invested in it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't want to do it because that might mean i've i've failed in some way so i think that failure piece is is in this mix in this bucket somewhere
0: i think so too and then underneath that of course is the uh the stories about what that would mean like you know if what would that mean for me what does that say about me what does it say about my life what does that say about my choices what does that say about my past you know that I think you're onto something there, but I think that's and whatever we've assigned failure or success, right? I mean, it can go the other way. Like what if the sign says, yes, and you go there, oh, yes, I got what I always wanted. And then maybe it's not what you expected. Then what, <laughs> right? You know, those. I think <laughs> those stories then, I think you're right, are a big driver in failure, fear of failure, and the pain that will come with it, the questioning, the anxiety, the uncertainty, I think is a driver in this. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if we can find the sign, then that's going to be, you know, a little bit more support mm-hmm. for us to believe in, you know, what what this next step should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but all of that takes away agency. And it, like you said, takes away curiosity. It, it maintains the fear of failure, instead of like challenging it, instead of sort of like getting out from underneath it. Yeah. Um, we've been conditioned to fear failure. Yeah. I mean, since little kids, like we need to get, you know, a, a, a good grade at school. We need to be liked. We need to be, you know, good at sports or or have a specialty of sorts or yeah. whatever. Um. And so we've learned not to fail. Or if we are failing, then there's something wrong with us. And so we'll do a lot to keep ourselves from that. Oh yeah, yeah
0: we will. And You know, thinking in my own experience and experience of other people I know who were convinced in one moment that they'd been given a sign for something. And then it turned out in retrospect, they've assigned that, oh, that was wrong. And then suddenly they don't know whether to trust what's coming up that once upon a time they might have seen as a clear sign. Now I'm not sure whether to trust it. And now not only are we not in tune and not trusting ourselves and our own agency or even seeing our agency, but now we're not even trusting any of the externals. And that is a place of deep anxiety after a while and uncertainty that, you know, mm-hmm. puts us into those fight, flight, freeze states that so often are exactly the the at the core of the BS stories that come later. Cause then behind that comes, oh, I just don't get it, or I'm a hopeless case, or everybody else knows how to do this, or I don't. There's so many things that come out of that. If we and all it takes mm-hmm. is just one or two of those signs we were quote unquote so sure about to not be in retrospect and suddenly we can be questioning everything about ourselves and the universe around us that's not a good recipe
1: well yeah absolutely and and like the sooner we can accept that we can't control all these things the easier life becomes anyways yeah. right because sure. that's another piece of this it's like if the the sign you know is there to kind of help us know that we can control this next step of our lives wow. mm-hmm. and even though it's not true. And that's not what it does. Uh, but that's the other part of it, too. I think that um, we're, we've we all experienced this sort of like adaptation to the reality of most of our life being uncertain. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sooner we can really sort of accept that that is the way life rolls, then we can try out a lot of new things. We can begin to sort of experiment and get a little courageous with ourselves yeah. and um, see what what works in what moment. And if it doesn't work in another moment, then that's okay. Um, Our life doesn't depend on it. Uh, So that we free ourselves up a little bit to be able to experiment and explore and get curious and be brave and do all of the things without all of those conditions attached to it, or, you know, the stories that come afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. So uncertainty is a part of life. And we don't need to find things to make it more certain um just to trick ourselves to feel more comfortable in this particular moment only to find out that in the next moment we have (laughs) right
0: and we're not prepared and there (laughs) there was no sign that it was coming right (laughs) yeah yeah it's like we talked about on the show before about you know waiting for the other shoe to drop is kind of related to this right the idea of trying to anticipate all different outcomes and maybe in this context needing a sign for this is going to go as if that's somehow going to inoculate us from the difficulty, the pain, the emotions of, of whatever it is that might happen. You know, there's no corresponding relationship between the amount of worry we have about something that may or may not happen and our ability to withstand it if it does happen. <laughs> you know, cause so that, that to me is a big part of this as well. And there's something about when you were talking about that, laying out those options, you know, the curiosity and the exploration as opposed to, I guess what we could call the burden of that deterministic thing. It feels so much lighter in my body when to be thinking about curiosity, trying something out, being brave, looking at something from a new direction. What if I did this? That feels much lighter in my body than all the other things. It just feel really heavy because they're built around conditioning, expectation, um, you know, expectation of, of others, uh, you know, how we're viewed. You know, our person, you know, our personal and outside perception, all that is just so heavy. When I think about it, I just get tired.
1: <laughs> yeah, not a lot of freedom. No. <clears throat> not a lot of freedom in that at all. No. Um, and on the other side of that, that lightness is is really more about freedom because we don't have to know what's going to come next, mm-hmm. and and it doesn't matter what comes next because whatever comes next, we're going to be able to maneuver through anyway. Um, And that we're talking about more of the day-to-day of life, the things that we kind of get a little bit wrapped around the axle around that aren't actually that big of a deal. Yeah, Um, You know, when we we think about relationships and things like that, talk to a lot of couples over the years, and it's sort of like, um, just because you have gone out on four or five dates doesn't mean you are locked in for the rest of your life and you've got to make all these pretty big decisions around the, you know, certainty of the rest of um, the years that could possibly be together. Um, (laughs) You don't have to know a thing um, except for what the fourth date was like um, Mm -hmm. or the fifth date. Right. And so that's the other part too, is just really putting a lot on relationships early on to know if it's going to be, Worth the investment, if you say, like, yeah. okay, I I'm, I need to know, I need to be more certain if I invest in this person that then things are going to work out, and um, that is a recipe for disaster because it doesn't, it, it, we can't know any of that, we can't know no. any of that at all, we we don't know, we don't know. No. You either take the risk and and be adventurous and and see if it fits, or you don't, right? Like, right, that's it.
0: Yeah, you just you, after the sixth date, do you want a seventh? You know, that's that's really it. Know, easy as that. Easy mm-hmm. as that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and from an in-tune space, if you have two people come from an in-tune space, those questions are going to take care of themselves no matter what the outcome is. Um, and I've experienced that. And I know, you know, and it is a much lighter way of doing things. There's no doubt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
1: And I would say, I would say, even with that, you don't even have to have two people. You could have one. You could be you. Yes. It could be only you that is in tune. And it could be that simple and easy, but I know we have to go because we're running time.
0: No, but that's a really important point because in the end, it does keep coming back to each of us. <laughs> in the end, so, all right. Well, that was great. Thanks so much, Tawny, And thank you t- for listening to this episode, the 99th of Breaking Up With Our mm-hmm. BS. Remember, you can get this episode or any of the other episodes as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And next week, Tawny and I will be back for our 100th episode, here and we hope you'll join us for that. Mm-hmm. And until then, I am JDK Winnikin,
1: And I'm Tony Sanabria.
0: We will see you all later. You don't need no stinking signs.
1: <laughs> Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I'm yeah. I don't think he felt any.